So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Hey, I'm Renee Paquette, and you're watching me on Sports Keto Wrestling. So welcome to the first edition of the Sports Keto Wrestling Awards. The best way to prepare for just about any interview is to watch an episode of Oral Sessions and see how effortlessly Rene Paquette glides from one topic to another, how casual she makes every conversation. I am honored to be joining her at this time and uh, she is one of the panelists here at Sportskeeda Wrestling for the inaugural awards. I would go so far as to say that if Jean Oakland was the cl- voice of classic wrestling, she's the voice of modern wrestling. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. What a like beautiful intro. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, things are good. Things are good. Um, I'm having a blast doing the sessions. I get to interview some of our favorite wrestlers, people outside the wrestling business. And um, yeah, it's just been a lot of fun getting to pick people's brains and be like nosy and ask them a bunch of questions. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I guess a million dollar question right now is if your fans will get to see you back in a wrestling uh, company in some capacity in the future. I honestly don't know. That is, I feel like that is a question that came up. You know, I've been gone from WWE for about a year and a half now. And in that time, you know, had a baby, we've moved. There's been so much going on um, that I'm busy with the podcast. Um, I've got a Sirius XM show as well, working with NHL Network. So I've been really busy. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm not open to the opportunity of working with uh, another, uh, another wrestling company. Just depends on what the situation was, who it was. Um, you know, I love wrestling, so it's one of those things that I, I always want to be around it, and I miss it. I really do miss it. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'll get to go to shows with John sometimes, and I, it really makes me miss it. Just like being around the ring and being around all the wrestlers, it definitely uh, kind of strikes that chord with me. So when it comes to wrestling, uh, one of the terms that is thrown around a lot is passing the torch, right? Who would you say has grabbed the torch since you have left? I mean, is it Kayla Braxton? Is it Sarah Schreiber? I think it's Kayla. I think it's definitely Kayla. I'm a huge fan of hers. I think she's awesome. Um, I've always been a fan of Kayla's. You know, even when I was still working with WWE, um, you know, she was somebody that... I love to be able to step in there and, and, you know, be an ear, kind of lend some advice whenever she needed it, which honestly was not really that often because she knows what she's doing. Uh, but I love seeing her have this opportunity, what she's done with the bump, um, the moments, you know, she's had on Talking Smack and Raw Talk and uh, even her moments with Paul Heyman. Um, I love that she's been able to carry on having those moments with Paul Heyman because I know that those were some of my favorite moments 
when I was working with WWE is being able to have those certain personalities or certain WWE superstars that you have that kind of rapport with. It makes our job a lot more fun. So it's cool to see her and Heyman get to do that and kind of poke and prod each other all the time. I think you and Daniel Bryan have the same kind of chemistry. Would you say that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I loved working with Brian. Um, it was one of my favorite moments that I had while with WWE. It's really funny because I feel like that gets brought up a lot is our moments from Talking Smack and him and I together as co-hosts. And it was for such a, you know, a fairly brief amount of time. It didn't go on for all that long, but I think that people really felt like they got a peek behind the curtain or they really got to see who Brian was. They got to see me and knowing that it it truly was unscripted. We could just kind of do our own thing. We were sort of flying under the radar until we weren't anymore. And that's ultimately when we kind of got canceled. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, I, I loved working with Brian. I think he, he brings such a fun energy to professional wrestling. I mean, obviously, you know, he's regarded as one of the best professional wrestlers in the world to ever do it. Um, but I think just him as a personality, when he was a GM, being able to work with him on Talking Smack and all that, I mean, there's so many different layers to him that I think makes him such a such a cool character in the wrestling world. Uh, you mentioned being nosy during your interviews. Let me try and be nosy. <laughs> was, there, was there a specific incident that got the show canceled? No, there wasn't an incident. I think it was, there wasn't, yeah, it definitely wasn't an incident. It wasn't like at this moment, oh my God, something happened. It wasn't that. You could just kind of feel the show starting to change. Um, you know, when we first started out doing the show, it truly was just me, Brian, and our producer, Mike Mansuri, who's fantastic. Um, so it was really just the three of us kind of getting away with whatever we could every week. You know, really being able to have fun and also letting the talent come on and let them work within those parameters as well. Because, you know, I mean, it, it not, I don't want to say it's not a rigid atmosphere. That's not the right word, but uh, regimented, I guess, is a better word um, for, for what it can be like sometimes backstage if you're handed a script and this is what your character's doing and blah, blah, blah. So it was really cool to sort of let go of those reins with Talking Smack and just letting the characters be who they were and kind of figure that out. And the stakes weren't as high. You know, you're not on Raw. You're not on SmackDown. You could have a bit more fun with your character and with what you wanted to do. So I think it was it was a combination of, I guess, maybe feeling like we were seeing too much of people or maybe not the right sides of them that they wanted showcased on Raw and SmackDown um, to, I mean... I think even maybe just some of our like language, you know, we were always talking about James Ellsworth and calling him the hog. So that might have <laughs> been problematic. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, it wasn't one specific moment. I just think the show wasn't quite what Vince wanted it to be. Um, but, you know, I love that they, you know, they brought it back and they, they wanted to try again. And the show still exists. It's much different now than from when we were doing it. And I think... What they're doing now with it being more of a studio show, magazine style, you're throwing to interviews and, you know, it's it's a little bit more of a clean look. We had like that gritty gorilla style version of Talking Smack, but I think that's what people love. They're so used to everything being so polished and produced. And this was a glimpse of something that wasn't that with some of like their favorite people. So it was it was so cool to be a part of. Absolutely. I mean, fans miss that version of the show. Hey, I'm Renee Paquette. Follow Sports Kita Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, and Twitter.
so let's dive right in um i, I mean uh, so uh, fans uh, i mean all of you are aware that rene paquet is uh, one of our panelists she joins people like rob van dam booker t vince russo diamond dallas page bill after and so many others uh, you get to uh, hear her uh, choices and you get to vote yourself so do that uh before we dive into the categories would you say who would you say had the better year would you say it was wwe or aew who well i i have to say aew did um you know i think just in terms of obviously their signings i think of the opportunities and you know i mean within wwe it, they just keep going you know like the sh- their shows can be great and there's moments that are awesome and there's a reason why WWE is the monster that it is there's things about it that just work that are great and there's there's superstars there that just connect with people like nobody else can so WWE is you know they do their thing and they keep going and it's always going to exist and it'll always have different versions and ebbs and flows and whatnot but i think being able to see AEW come in and like truly disrupt that space and really seeing people like you know obviously i'll use my husband for example to see him move over from WWE to AEW now seeing you know Keith Lee has just jumped over there CM Punk is there uh we now have Jay White at AEW so i mean there's just so many different names in different opportunities for people to be there but also on the other side of some of the greener talent that has come in and has really grown leaps and bounds um you, you look at somebody like a Tay Conti who I think has done exceptional in this last year Sammy Guevara of course as well has like he's just blown people's minds MJF I feel like they are more of like those homegrown talents within AEW and it's really cool to see them all thriving and You know, with a new company, of course there's things that will, you know, there's going to be some hiccups, there's going to be some roadblocks along the way. Not saying that everything's perfect, but I think in terms of opportunity and in terms of people having fun and a show just being professional wrestling, it's AEW. So you mentioned your husband, uh he misses out uh, as a nomination in this category because his comeback happened in 2022 when we are talking yeah. about 2021. <laughs> But let's uh, look at comeback of the year. The nominations are we have CM Punk's big AEW com- uh, comeback. We have <laughs> Becky Lynch returning from motherhood. Uh we have uh, Brock Lesnar making his big comeback at SummerSlam. We have Christian Cage coming back and also becoming the Impact champion. And we have Big Cass or W Morrissey who went back to Impact and who's making such a big uh impression there. Who would you say is your comeback of the Oh gosh. So my gut instinct of course is to say Punk. You know, right. he's been gone for 7 years. He essentially is and has been the heartbeat of independent wrestling and professional wrestling for so long. So to have him be gone and have his absence, but now to finally have it back, I mean, I don't think anyone can top the return that CM Punk had. in Chicago the run he's been able to have i mean you even look at the match that he just recently had with MJF again in Chicago um and you know in terms of putting over newer talent seeing that the guy can still go he's in great shape he is happy he loves wrestling again 
Um, so I have to I have to go CM Punk, but I would be remiss to not go on like a little bit of a tangent here about Christian Cage as well, um, because I think that that was one. I don't. It's not that it slid under the radar, but like we need to make a huge deal out of the fact that Christian Cage is doing what he's doing. He is one of the best. He's an absolute ring general in terms of knowledge, in terms of leading other people through matches, uh, in terms of creativity and putting matches together and innovations and whatnot. I mean, he is one of the absolute best to ever do it. So, you know, almost in a similar punk fashion, but this, you know, he was gone for such a long time, but he was out with injuries. We thought we were never, ever going to see Christian wrestle ever again. So to have him show up in the Royal Rumble, blow people's minds like, wait, what? Had the moment, you know, for him to see Edge, to have that moment with those two together. And then just after that, he shows up in AEW. So I think when you're talking uh, forbidden door moments, he used that like a revolving door. I think it was really cool to see him in both promotions so close together. Um, so I, I give it to I give it to those two. But man, Becky Lynch coming back after having a baby. <laughs> it's so hard for me to pick. <laughs> she just looks so good and she's just at the top of her game. I can't say enough good things about Becky Lynch. Um, but I know that she's such a badass and, you know, we knew she was going to return at some point where I think it was such question marks about punk and it was about Christian. So anyways, final answer, CM Punk. <laughs> I have long winded answers. Sorry. You were part of CM Punk's other big return. Yeah. Maybe not as big, but like significantly big. I, I opened the first forbidden door. Can I just <laughs> say that? I was like the locksmith with the first forbidden door. <laughs> I at least like was, you know, texted him the code to get in. What was that like? I mean, you were probably the only person you knew, right? Back then. There was, uh, so I knew we shared an agent at the time. So, you know, obviously he knew, but as far as like people like within, like there was people in the control room like that worked for WWE that were there at Fox and did not know he was coming back and they were freaking out in the control room. Like, oh my God, what's happening? What's happening? Like in like a bad way, as if we had like done something we weren't supposed to do. We're like, it's okay, everybody, we all know it's all cool. Everyone's, you know, contracts have been signed. Everyone's good and cool. Um, but it was just such a, such a crazy moment. You know, I mean, in terms of being able to see CM Punk wrestle again, like, oh my gosh. Thank God. Thank God that's happening. I love to see it. Um, but in terms of, you know, kind of dipping his toes back into the professional wrestling world. Yeah. I mean, was it the thing, you know, to have CM Punk's music play? And I remember was, uh, Samoa Joe was there, Paige, of course, Booker T um, and Adam Cole. Adam Cole was our guest on the show that day. So none of them knew. None of them knew what was happening. So to see their reaction, like all day, it was like just burning a hole in my pocket. I'm like, oh my God, this is happening. Knowing that like the world was about to erupt to see CM Punk back in that capacity. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was just so cool. It was so nice to see him um, just get back to doing what he does. And, you know, having him in that analyst role was fun, but God, it's so much better to see him wrestling. Amazing. Yeah. The next category, again, CM Punk is a big part of this category. Who, in your opinion, is the best promo of the year 2021? We have, like I mentioned, CM Punk. We have Paul Heyman. We have MJF. We have Edge. And we have Dr. Britt Baker. I'm going to go Edge. 
I'm going to say edge on this one. Um, you know, I know it's it, it doesn't quite lean on for this year, but I would say, you know, edge just has such a great way of connecting with people, but it there's just such an authenticity about what he does. And again, another instance of like, are we going to edge is wrestling again? What? And you can see that he loves what he does. He has such a passion for professional wrestling and being able to see him do it alongside his wife with him and Beth doing it together is like so cool. Um, but I, I think that Edge just has, he's got such a way with words. He's such a cool guy. He's very interesting. And I feel like all of that comes through in his promos. And, you know, what I was starting to say before is, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, um, when we were trying to figure out how promos are still going to exist in this pandemic situation. This was before we even had the Thunderdome or anything. It was just empty arenas. You could hear a pin drop. It was super awkward. And um, I remember watching Edge. He was preparing to do his promo. And he was getting in his headspace, trying to figure out what he wanted to do. And it was that straight to camera promo. And we don't get to see that often. You know, a lot of times it's like me and they're interviewing somebody and then they look off, not into the camera. Those pet peeves that people get, but to see Edge go straight to camera and just that fire and that passion that he has, um, it blew my mind. It really blew my mind. I was like, he's he's Edge. He's a Hall of Famer. He's Edge. He's amazing. Of course, it's great. But I feel like the way that he was doing promos felt very innovative and it felt different for a man that has been doing this for 20 plus years and had been gone for a huge chunk of time. He was just hitting the nail right on the head. Amazing. Uh, I compared you to Mean Gene at the start of the program. Uh, mean Gene always used to say that he could throw something at Ric Flair and Ric Flair bounced it right back. Who yeah. would you say you had the same kind of chemistry with? Ooh, um, I would say Paul Heyman. I've always loved working with Heyman. Um, he's somebody that um, he always pushed me and he pushed me very early on in my career with WWE. I felt like he kind of took me under his wing a little bit and he would give me opportunities in promos to to showcase more of myself rather than just like here's the question wait for the answer and be a bit of a blank stare he would get in my face and he would kind of poke me to to elicit some kind of a reaction from me and i honestly feel like that was the the beginning of me being able to have actual um reactions to people because a lot of times we're told as interviewers don't react don't sell anything and then stare off into the distance. Why it's done like that, couldn't tell you. Um, but uh, I think Heyman for me was one of the guys that I loved when he threw something my way. I loved that I could throw something back at him and he was always willing to play. Um, as far as like wrestlers go, probably Kevin Owens. <laughs> he used to grind my gears. <laughs> I would say Kevin Owens. I mean, even times, you know, on Talking Smack, he would always like steal my phone or he'd steal my water. He's always like taking my things. Um, and just, yeah, he, he was always having a lot of fun and uh, keeping me on my toes. I mean, no, since you mentioned uh, uh, looking into the distance as one of the things you're asked to do, uh, I have to ask you this. Why do all the wrestlers who are watching something backstage stand at that awkward angle while they watch that.
couldn't tell you. I have no idea. <laughs> I know it's so weird. It's like it's like when you're like playing a house sort of. It's like you're pantomiming watching TV instead of just actually watching it. You know, it's 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 odd. And I understand, you know, obviously when you're doing television and you're performing in some capacity, you've got to like open up to the camera more so that everybody can see you and they can see your reactions. It's it's more of that, I believe of it's more for the audience to see somebody kind of trying to watch the monitor, but it's they're not actually really able to see all that much. I, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> right. Let's go to the male wrestler of the year. We have Roman Reigns. We have Big E. We have Brian Danielson. We have CM Punk. And we have Kenny Omega. Oh my God. I mean, could there be a more stacked category? Gosh. Okay. I'm torn between Roman Reigns and Brian Danielson. Um, I, I think what Roman has been able to do in terms of interest in that big blockbuster name you want to see what he's going to do you I, I think like character growth and development is roman reigns has been incredible to watch um you know wh whoever he happens to be in a storyline with i think he's been so cool to watch and you can really feel him as um you know sort of the standard bearer pillar of of WWE. He is that guy. And I know we've been told he is that guy for a long time, but he is that guy right now. Um, but then on the other side, you've got somebody like Brian Danielson. And I think when you're talking professional wrestling and, and not to take away the entertainment side of things, he's fantastic with that as well. But um, when you're talking just professional wrestling alone, he is the guy that everybody else looks to for inspiration. He's a the guy they look to um, to see, you know, how holds are done, uh, the different moves that he's doing. And the fact that he showed up in AEW, um, that was another one that really blew people's minds. I think everyone was like, is this happening? Is this actually going to happen? We think it's going to happen, but we're not sure if it's actually going to happen. So the fact that it did... Um, and we get to see Brian Danielson, um, the best version of him. You know, I think from all the things that he's been able to learn throughout his career from the independent scene to working for WWE and now being back, taking all of those tools and just getting to be the best version of himself. Like, we are so lucky that we get to watch this and witness this and be a part of this. Um, you know, the, the matches that him and Hangman have been able to have together uh, were insane. So, okay, male wrestler of the year. I'm going to give it to Brian Danielson. Amazing. Are you excited for the Moxley versus Dan Danielson story or Moxley and Danielson story? Couldn't be more thrilled about it. I had, I, I was no idea, I had no idea what was going on between the two of them, I was just watching um, Rampage like everybody else. And I was like, wait, what? What's happening here to see Brian watching a John on his return match? And just that moment that they had backstage or, you know, back in the crowd and whatnot. I, I was like, holy wait, what's going to happen here? Uh, so I love that. I think it's so cool. There's so much history between John Moxley and Brian Danielson. 
I cannot wait to see what's going to happen there. It's, it's cool to remove myself from that situation as a wife and, you know, as a friend and just be like, oh, I just get to like watch this as a fan. Hell yeah. It's cool. Amazing. The final category, baby face of the year. Would you say it is Big E, Liv Morgan, King Woods, Darby Allen, or Hangman Adam Page? Big E. Big E all day, every day. That's my guy. Uh, Big E with his championship run was incredible. Um, he's also just an exceptional human being. Um, he's an exceptional human being. He's an exceptional professional wrestler. I thought he was an absolute outstanding champion. I loved him at the tippy top of that company. I think that that's exactly where he belongs um, in terms of like a big man that can move that's oddly flexible. Um, he's just, he's so great. He's so entertaining. He's so charming. He's he's just that guy that everybody roots for. Nobody can nobody goes, ah, Biggie's not really for me. I just don't, I'm not a big I'm not a Biggie guy. Nobody says that. Literally, those words don't exist. Um, so it's it's Biggie for me, hands down. A lot of these categories have been hard for me to pick, but this one, Biggie. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so before we sign out, uh, do you, I mean, how exciting was it when the New Day were guests on Talking Smack? Was that an exciting thing? <laughs> Always. <laughs> Those guys are nuts. I, I mean, I love working with them. They were so much fun. Um, I actually always remembered I was doing a panel for one of the pay-per-views, a kickoff show, and Big E was one of our guests on it. And I remember like when I mentioned his flexibility, he was like sitting in a stool and somehow managed to get both of his legs just straight up in the air <laughs> over the desk. I don't understand how this man's body works. Um, but no, th those guys are just so much fun to work with. They're like from doing backstage segments with them. Um, yeah, doing promos with them, doing interviews with them. I, I love the New Day guys. They're the best. Well, thank you so much for your time. You have heard Renee's picks. Now it's time for you to vote. Log in by clicking on the link in the description and you could win a lot of exciting prizes. So we'll catch you all soon. Before we go, one last question, and I don't know if you've ever spoken about it. How did you get the last name Young? How did that idea come? Uh, so I got the last name Young. So initially my last name was supposed to be Renee Sterling. That was the email that was sent to me. The subject title was Renee Sterling. And I was like, wait, what? Um, so I, I did not love Sterling. Um, so they were like, all right, we'll send us back some other options. So I was literally like scrolling through my record collection and I was like, who, whose name can I steal? Who do I love? So I was looking at Prince, whose last name is Rogers. I was like, Hey, Renee Rogers. Uh, and then I tried Renee Rustin, which is Audrey Hepburn's real last name. Um, I had, I had a few others, but then I came to Neil Young, a Canadian, uh, singer, songwriter, advocate. He's just the coolest dude ever. I love, I love Neil Young. Um, so I sent them Renee Young and that was the one that they wanted. So it's, it's all a tribute to Neil Young. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for your time and I'll uh, catch you soon. Thank you.
advocate. He's just the coolest dude ever. I love advocate. He's just the coolest dude ever. I all attribute to Neil Young. <laughs> all attribute to Neil Young. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for your time and uh, I'll catch you soon. Thank you.